Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. We have moved from the friendly confines of Humidor 1A in the Cigar City, about 40 miles to the west. We are in Lakeland, Florida, the home of the 2014 Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo. It is the 40th anniversary of this magnificent air show, the second largest air show in the country behind the... AirVenture in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, late July, but this is an absolute mecca of aviation, airplanes, anything that flies, whether it's a light sport aircraft, an ultralight, all the way to the Blue Angels and uh, some old warbirds. They're right here at the Sun and Fun Aviation Expo in Lakeland. And we always talk about the alpha male lifestyle lieutenants, and that means we enjoy cigars, spirits, and we enjoy our diversions as well as our toys. That could be cars, boats, planes, guns, golf, whatever it is, whatever our vocation, our passion, we enjoy doing a multitude of things as alpha males. And that's why we are here at the Sun and Fun Air Show in Lakeland, Florida. Long Ash greetings and salutations, a Long Ash snappy salute. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center here today. The weather is absolutely magnificent. It has been magnificent all week for this air show. If you are listening to us uh, in the uh, cigar city of Tampa or in Orlando, uh, listening to us live on Saturday, you got time to come out today and all day tomorrow. This is worth the drive. It is a wonderful day, wonderful experience to be able to walk the flight line and see airplanes, touch airplanes, see everything aviation-related. Just a few minutes ago, we uh, watched the Blue Angels, the U.S. Navy Blue Angels perform. And I'll tell you, I need about uh, 200 of those of those aircraft to take on the enemies of pleasure. We need to take the battle front and center right to them. And speaking of taking the battle to the enemies of pleasure, I have a tradition. Every time I come to the Sun and Fun uh, Expo, and I've been coming for about 15 years, I think last year was the first time in about seven, eight years that I actually uh, missed the this big air show. But I always get in, and it is a huge, huge facility. It takes up uh, almost the entire airport, and you can walk to different exhibits. There's the flight line. Well, I always like to do a perfunctory walk when I get here early in the morning. So this morning I started walking along, and normally you see there are aviation-related exhibits and tents. For example, right across from, from my perch here uh, at the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association tent, their pavilion, there is a light sport aircraft manufacturer, and they are displaying two of their Arion aircraft 
Just down from that is an engine manufacturer. There's a Bell helicopter on display. There's even there's even Honda generators in a, in a big tent that they're displaying and demoing and you can buy. Most everything is aviation related. Well, as I'm taking my walk this morning, I happened to notice a tent in the distance. And I had to do a double take because the first time I saw the tent, I said, there is absolutely no way. There is no way that that tent could be set up here. And as I got closer, I realized I was going to confront the enemy head on. There was a tent for tobacco-free Florida with a big sign that says, quit today. And, of course, there was, I think, uh, think one gentleman, one or two gentlemen, and there was a woman. Definitely, you could tell they were enemies of pleasure. They looked miserable. They looked very unhappy. They, the guys looked like they hadn't gotten laid in years. I'm going to be quite honest and tell you that. They, and, and the women looked just the same. Like, basically, they needed Bob, boyfriend on batteries, with some Mega D batteries to, to get rid of any stress relief that they may have. These are miserable people, these enemies of pleasure. So I could not help myself. As I walked, I said, I've got to see this front and center. I have got to go in right to the enemy. I went right to enemy lines like General George S. Patton would do. He wouldn't stand behind. He would go right to the enemy and take him on head on. That's exactly what I did. I started walking, and I always walk and have in my person a proper cigar. Because you never know where the opportunity is going to present itself to enjoy a fine cigar. Well, what did I do? I started walking towards the tent, and, of course, the guy... One of the enemies of pleasure sees my shirt I'm wearing, and you'll see. We tweeted a picture on Facebook this morning. We're going to tweet some more pictures. I'm wearing my Cigar Dave shirt. Identifies me as the general, my, uh, my, my battle fatigues, if you will, when we do forward theater of command uh, broadcast maneuvers. And he said, Cigar Dave show. And then he grabs my press pass and goes, what's the Cigar Dave show? I said, clearly a man with no taste. Clearly not an alpha male. So the Cigar Dave show is a show dedicated to the alpha male and cigar lifestyle. And I said, you don't mind if I take a picture with my cigar, do you? And I said, before he could say no, I said, I didn't think you would. So I had Sergeant Steve with me. He immediately popped out the camera. You can see a picture of me with my shirt, with my cigar in mouth, with my cigar in hand. And you can see this enemy of pleasure, who I tower over by a few inches, looking at me. His arm is crossed. This SOB looks absolutely so disgusted and so perturbed and I just sat there and smoked my cigar then I took another shot leaning in front of the tent they've got a table and it says ready to quit and of course there's a picture of me I wanted to give the finger to it but because there were people there and some kids I decided not to do that but you can't miss it I got my cigar in hand my cigar in my mouth and clearly they were not happy at all and I have to tell you I was going to start talking about something completely different to start off this show, but I could not pass up the opportunity to tell you about my brush with the enemy, front and center, and destroying the enemy. They didn't know what to say. I just took control like any good five-star and alpha male would, and by the time I left, there was some other lady coming out, and the uh, lady that worked this uh, tobacco-free Florida or smoke-free Florida tent went up to some lady walking saying, do you use tobacco? And this woman said, she was like an innocent bystander. This is what they're doing. They're trying to go out to the sidewalk and tell people, do you use tobacco? Then come on in here. It's like a cult. They clearly did not have very much use for me, and I had no use for them. So I am pleased to tell you, lieutenants, I took the battle to the enemy. You would have been very proud, as, uh, as you know I would. Wouldn't back away. Now others would say, oh, let's not go in their space. Could not help myself. And Sergeant Steve was right there, and I said, stop everything. We have to go right 
to that tent. Couldn't it was like a magnet. It's like a woman drawn in a mall to a clothing store or shoe store. Something just grabbed me and took me there. So lieutenants, I'm pleased to tell you that I enjoyed my cigar here at Sun and Fun, and I enjoyed it right in the confines of the tobacco-free Florida and quit now tent. And I'm pleased to say that as a cigar connoisseur, fellow cigar connoisseur, you would have been proud. And I can tell you that I know that Glenn Loop of the Cigar Rights of America would be proud, as would many of the other lieutenants and fellow cigar manufacturers. We are not ashamed to enjoy cigars. We understand that cigars are enjoyed in moderation. We do not smoke cigars for the nicotine. We don't smoke cigars as a habit. We do it because it provides a pleasure. It provides wonderful taste and aroma and exceptional fellowship with fellow connoisseurs. So, lieutenants, you will see those pictures. You will just, you'll get a thrill uh, of seeing that because this gentleman looks like he wants to just deck me, but there is absolutely no way in any way, shape, or form that was going to happen. Speaking of the pleasure police, a couple of senators, there's uh, one, two, three, four, five senators that have written to the Navy to eliminate, they've expressed uh, in a letter, to the U.S. Navy Secretary Ray Mabus, a letter over the weekend expressing their opinion on an issue that the Navy is currently considering, and that is to eliminate tobacco sales on Navy bases. Now, to me, this is nothing short of prohibition. We ask the men in uniform, men and women in uniform, we ask them to go into harm's way. At 18 years of age, they are, they are legal to go into the armed forces. We send them to very hostile places. Iraq, Afghanistan, other, other hot spots around the world. We ask that they put their lives on the line, that they sacrifice their home life, that they risk their life, risk limb. And yet we have these five taxocrat senators led by the two dicks, Senators Dick Durbin and Senator Dick Blumenthal. Dick Durbin, taxocrat Illinois. Dick Blumenthal, taxocrat Connecticut. Tom Harkin, Taxocrat, Iowa, Jack Reed, Taxocrat, Rhode Island, and Sherrod Brown, Taxocrat, Ohio. They five together sent U.S. Navy Secretary Ray Mabus this letter. And here is direct quotes from the letter. We understand that you are considering prohibiting the sale of all tobacco products aboard naval bases and ships. We commend your efforts and hope that you will move forward with this initiative which will renew emphasis on the health of our dedicated sailors and Marines, as well as provide for increased combat readiness. Active duty military have decreased in the past few decades, similar to the trends that we are seeing in the civilian population. DOD should do more to lower the smoking rates among active duty military. We urge you to do everything in your capacity to address this issue for military men and women, including moving forward with a proposal to stop the sale of tobacco aboard all naval bases and ships. Further, they, uh, in their letter, they say that the rate of military personnel who smoke is 10% higher than the general population. Frankly, I'm surprised it's not about 900% higher than the general population. How on earth can these senators... How on earth can they ask that these men and women who go into battle into harm's way for us, for our freedom, try to prohibit a product that is legal, legal to be sold and consumed in the United States? How is it that they can take away something which pleasure in the battlefield? I get countless emails and have spoken to countless members of our military 
who listen to us now online in our mobile apps in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and other places across the world. And they've all told me the same thing, especially when they come back. They said, General, the two biggest things we request is from, from back home are cigars and coffee. Because the cigars are the only thing that we're in a little, uh, a little trench hiding from the enemy or, or, or trying to be safe from the enemy that gives us just a tad bit of pleasure from home. And they also say that the coffee the military has isn't so great, so they like getting uh, coffee, whether it's Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or uh, Tim Hortons, whatever the case may be. I receive many emails, many tweets, many personal uh, – uh, uh, I've talked to many members of our armed forces personally. How dare these senators – how dare that they inflict their own moral values on the men and women who are doing something to, number one, protect our country, but, two, consuming a product that is absolutely legal. Our men and women go to fight for us in the battlefield for freedom, for the Constitution, and yet here we have these five senators led by the two senators, Dick, that they want to take away something that is absolutely legal from these men and women putting themselves on the line. It's unconscionable. It's outrageous. And it shows you that these taxocrats have little to zero respect for our men and women in uniform. If our men and women in uniform want to have a beer after hours, they should have a beer. If our men and women in uniform want to have a cigar, let them have a cigar. They're adults. They have signed up voluntarily to protect this nation and this Constitution and our freedoms and our way of life. How dare these five senators try to get in their way and dictate how they should live their lives. To me, it's absolutely unacceptable, unconscionable, and the people that should be doing, uh, uh, that should be banned as far as I'm concerned, not the sale of cigars on Navy bases, but we should ban idiot senators from even thinking about this type of proposal or comment or legislation. And again, look at the names of these people. Durbin, Harkin, Reed, Blumenthal, Brown. These people are absolute enemies of pleasure, they are taxocrats, and they believe that they know best how you should live your life. They're far smarter than you and I are because, obviously, they're senators. They're high-esteemed individuals. Well, we know the truth. They're not of high esteem. They happen to be elected, and once you get in, you get defeated at the government trough almost in perpetuity. So let our men and women enjoy their cigars. Do not take away their right for a product, to a product that is 100% legal to be purchased and consumed in this country that gives them just a little bit of pleasure when they're out in the uh, harsh realities of the battlefield. Lieutenants, when we come back from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, we will uh, get ready for a National Cigar Litation Ceremony. Also going to tell you about some new cigars, and I will tell you uh, a little bit later on how the enemies of pleasure now would like to take away your right to enjoy some quality meat products. And also, I've got a great story about how maybe being a vegan, a vegetarian, is not so good for you. Lieutenants, we will continue. It's a gorgeous day here at the 2014 Sun and Fun Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. If you miss a part of the show, you can download the podcast to listen anytime. Go to iTunes and search Cigar Dave or log on to CigarDave.com. And 
now a few words with Rocky Patel about the private seller. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and for years I've been saving special fillers and binders to make a personal blend that I absolutely love and enjoy. And everyone's been asking me for this cigar, but we've never had enough of the tobaccos. Finally, I've gathered enough great tobaccos to release something from my personal humidor. It's called the Rocky Patel Private Cellar. We spent years developing and perfecting the cigar. It's got gorgeous earthy flavors, beautiful, dark, oily, broadleaf wrapper, and some of the greatest fillers from Esteli and Condega in Nicaragua. This medium to full body cigar is rich, it's decadent, and it fills your palate with tons of flavor. I promise you, you're gonna love this cigar. Look for the private cellar so I can share some of my favorites with you. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. You walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. the gates of pleasure. It's, it's the, the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. We're back from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo Lakeland, Florida, right between the Cigar City of Tampa and Orlando. Magnificent weather, second largest air show in the country. And uh, later, but, uh, a little later in the program, we'll be joined by Brittany McCulka of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. She is the Senior Manager of Pilot Community Development. We'll talk about how to learn to fly. If you want to learn to fly, maybe you've had a passion for uh, aviation like I have, we'll tell you the uh, way to do it. After all, we like our cars, our boats, our planes. And then uh, we'll also be joined by 
Mark Baker, who is the president of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, and I would like to thank the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, specifically uh, not only Mark Baker, their president, but uh, Katie Pribble, Steve Hedges, for their hospitality. We are set up right in their pavilion, right on the uh, main flight line here at the Sun and Fun Air Show, and uh, we definitely appreciate their hospitality. And uh, not only am I a member of the Cigar Rights of America, Proudly, I might add, but I'm also a proud member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. So uh, they do great work, and like any organization, they fight for the rights of those people that are members. Whether you are a member of the Cigar Rights of America, who fights for your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation, or you are a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, they're fighting for our rights, those of us that are pilots, that are aviators, to be able to do so without excessive government legislation and uh, taxation. Sound familiar, doesn't it? No question about it. Uh, All right, lieutenants here. uh, Very quickly, uh, I received an email from uh, Lieutenant David, and uh, I spoke about Avo Vasian a couple of weeks ago, his uh, 88th birthday, and uh, Lieutenant David said, "Uh, General, just heard you speak about Avo Uvasian. I have not heard that name in 30 years. I wish I could have made it down to Corona Cigar in Orlando for his big event. Here's my story. I was in the Army in 1983 and just got married to my high school sweetheart. We didn't have any money for a honeymoon. And by the way, that is the sound of the U.S. Navy Blue Angels incoming. There's probably another one right behind it. Uh, As I said, we did not have any money for a honeymoon, so a friend of a family uh, that worked at Palmas del Mar, a resort in Puerto Rico, knew a musician who had a vacant villa that we could use. We spent a week there and were not charged a penny. On the last night, at the beachside restaurant, playing the piano, we met the generous owner of the villa, Avo Uvesian. He was having conversations in three languages with three different guests while playing the piano and taking requests. He was a world-class entertainer. We had an incredible night, and we could tell at our young age that this man was truly a man of the world. Thanks for making us remember a great guy who did a wonderful thing to a young GI and his new wife. And I'm going to give their names. Regards, David and Susan Roman. Uh, And to uh, David and Susan, I thank you for that comment because Avo is a world-class man. He is an absolute gentleman. He's a world-class entertainer. And it doesn't surprise me that Avo would do that. Avo spent many years in Puerto Rico playing the piano. That's where he got the idea for a cigar. He'd always smoke a cigar, and he'd always put some cigars for people to enjoy. And uh, selling 20, 30 cigars a night turned into selling millions uh, of cigars. And by the way, I'm looking at four Blue Angels right above us now, right about 1,000 feet crisscrossing. Man, that was close. That worried me. But, lieutenants... Great story about the wonderful Avo Vasian. Many more happy uh, birthdays to Avo Vasian, and I'm glad that uh, we were able to share that story. Lieutenants, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony next from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. Incoming, the Blue Angels are performing right now. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is Rocky Patel Platinum. Not a member of the club? Sign up today at CigarDave.com. I did it at work, right there at my desk when my boss wasn't looking. I did it in bed. My wife was asleep next to me. I did it on the living room couch. 
It just started when my in-laws walked in and saw me. You can always discuss premium cigars on the premier online cigar club, MontecristoSocialClub.com. Join MontecristoSocialClub.com to connect with a network of social club members across the country who love premium cigars as much as you do. Receive a free new member welcome gift and membership card when you sign up at MontecristoSocialClub.com. I was doing it at a football game. They showed me on the Jumbotron. The Monte Cristo Social Club is an online membership club for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. And we're back from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. And uh, the temperature is beautiful. It's about 75, 78 degrees right now. Blue skies, light breeze, no humidity. It is perfect. As we come to you from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association Pavilion, and I am ready to enjoy a special cigar. I was down visiting Rocky Patel and uh, Nimish uh, Desai, Nish Patel, a few weeks ago, and I got hold of their brand-new Rocky Patel Edge B-52s, and I thought it would be appropriate to smoke a cigar that has an aviation-related name to it. The B-52 bomber, the workhorse of the U.S. Air Force uh, bombing fleet, I think those planes are almost, I want to say, 50, 55 years old, maybe a little older. Hard to believe they're still in the sky, but they are. And Rocky came out with the, in his edge line, two sawed-off 60 ring-gauge cigars, the B-52 Corojo and the B-52 Maduro. Rocky wanted something in the first part of the year where people don't have a lot of time to smoke cigars. They have to smoke outside. It's cold. Maybe they're walking the dog. But he wanted something with a lot of flavor, thus the big 60 ring gauge. And these are relatively short cigars. I mean, these are four and a half inches by 60. They're 685 suggested retail. Suggested retail. They come in boxes of of 30. And uh, one has a Corojo wrapper. The other is the Maduro. And the binders. One is Honduran. They use two binders. One Nicaraguan. And they also use some Lajero in the blend. It's Panamanian Lajero, one of the secret fillers, although it's not so secret since Nish told that to me. But it's just a great, great cigar. A lot of flavor, great price, just a very pleasant stick all the way around. And in fact, they gave me a couple and I went into the warehouse and I said, give me more than a couple. And I pulled a box of Corojo. Uh, Of course, they knew about it, so they were more than happy to give it to me, and I think I've gone through probably half that box already. They're wonderful cigars. The Rocky Patel B-52 Edge Corojo, that's what I will enjoy today from the Sun and Fun Air Expo. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. 
Well, on the bottom of my Cigar Dave signature lock and load, I have a built-in piercer, and that's exactly what I will use. I didn't want to risk losing my double-edged stainless steel guillotine, so I figured why not use what's built in, nice little piercer, and that's exactly what I will use. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Got my Cigar Dave signature lock and load. You can't see the flame, but trust me, it's hot. And I've got uh, three jet flames on this Cigar Dave signature lock and load. We came out with this probably about six uh, years ago. Still have a little stash of them myself. It's got my signature, the five stars. Got it in matte black. Very nice-looking rig to take with me. And believe me, I wanted to take this and light it under the ass of one of those enemies of pleasure when I went into the field of battle earlier today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. So I'm going to take my piercer at the end of my Cigar Dave signature lock and load. Now, you could just put one little bullet hole or pierced hole in here, but what I do is I like to take two. The reason is I like a little bit more of the filler leaves exposed. I don't like so much concentration into one small little uh, punch. I like uh, a little bit wider exposure of the filler leaves. I will toast the foot of this cigar. And believe me, I can't see the jet flames, but you, I get Mark Blanton of the Humidor Store, you will attest that that is very hot. You just put your hand under there. Absolutely. All right, I'm writing a cigar now. Mm. Very nice. Mm. Nice draw, nice aroma. Absolutely fantastic. I'll tell you, smoking a cigar at Sun and Fun. Enjoying the weather, hearing the Blue Angels coming in and out. You certainly can. Here they are again, incoming. That was one. I guarantee you there's one more behind it. Yep, sure is, as you can hear. I want to welcome Mark Blanton of the Humidor Store, one of our good friends. And, of course, Mark, we go back a long way. Uh, you and your dad, uh, uh, Jim, build our big set every year that we do for our live uh, remote broadcasts and our field operations and you guys build by far the best humidors, walk-in humidors, uh, bookshelf humidors, you name it. You guys are the masters of the humidor world. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for coming to Sun and Fun. I'd like to welcome you. This is our second home over here. A lot of people don't realize out there that the humidifiers that we manufacture, the famous HS1, which we've got, got over 5,000 of them out there now, was invented right here at Lakeland. Because we have a small airline here at Lakeland that we own also, all of that is developed here at Sun and Fun here at Lakeland Airport. Well, I was going to bring that up because I said not only, Mark, uh, are you a fellow cigar connoisseur and in the cigar industry, but you are also a fellow aviator. We both share that same passion of flying and aviation, and you actually own an airline, Atlantic Airlines. Absolutely. Just fly Florida is what we do. But the nice thing is, is that we're able to mix the cigars with the aviation. I mean, this is the ultimate alpha male experience here. And I do have to say one thing. I was with the general this morning when he seen the enemies of pleasure. And fellow lieutenants, let me tell you, the general, he looked at him. He got a beeline on him. He attacked immediately. They had no idea what hit him. They were stunned. I highly recommend go to the website, look at that photo. The photo says everything. I am so proud to be a lieutenant under my great general because the enemies of pleasure tried to sleep, slip in on the side. The general spotted them and attacked. 
and I am pleased to say that I was focused like a laser, like one of those laser-guided bombs on one of these one of these uh, uh, military fighters that we just heard. Because once I got locked and loaded, there was no stopping me. There was absolutely no stopping me. And did you like did you like the scene where that the, the enemy of pleasure was just had his arms crossed, just hovering right over me, and I was like. Not going to be bothered. No problem. The photo says it all. <laughs> I mean, it, it is priceless. And it is real. It is not staged. It is what actually happened this morning. And it was just unbelievable. They, they did not know. It was like, a, I, honest to God, it was like a, 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 a tsunami. They did not know what hit them. They, had no, they had no clue what hit them. But I'm pleased that we could take our beloved cigar. And I had actually a Casa Cuba from Fuente this morning with me. And that's exactly what I enjoyed right uh, in front of their smoke-free Florida tent. Mark, uh, let's talk about uh, kind of uh, humidors because we're getting into a time of year right now when many lieutenants are going to get out of the frigid tundra, the Arctic vortex, polar vortex, whatever it is. Now is really cigar smoking season, starting right around beginning of uh, mid-April when spring, although spring's kind of coming late in most parts of the country, but let's just say mid-April till right around late October. And you've got to be very careful because many people in the summer, they will keep their cigars in a house that not necessarily is air-conditioned, and we do not want the dreaded tobacco beetle to hatch. So you've got to be very careful with storing your cigars. And you've got solutions, um, humidif- uh, humidification devices, storage solutions from 25 cigars all the way up to 25,000 cigars, maybe more. Absolutely. Uh, we manufacture everything from small humidors that will store 250 cigars all the way up to portable room-style walk-in humidors. 20 foot wide, 70 foot long. If you could dream it, we can build it. That's what we are known for. But for a lot of people that want to turn like a closet into a little small walk-in humidor they would have at home, we have a brand new product that's getting ready to come out in the next 30 days. We developed it here at Lakeland Airport, at the airline hangar. It is a ultrasonic humidifier that is small, that's going to be in the four to $500 range, comes with controller that you will be able to turn that small closet and maintain that humidity exactly what you want. Because maybe you might not be able to afford that larger portable walk-in humidor. Maybe you don't have the space for it, but you actually have a closet. So we can get you that Spanish cedar. We can maintain that humidity. Digital control comes with it automatically at an incredibly affordable price. All invented right here in aviation world. And let me ask you, how, how is there a separate water supply? Or do you have to hook it up to a, a water line? You can do two things. You could, we got a separate tank that you can top off with water and that could, with a small pump that can supply that unit with water as it's needed. Or you could take a simple eighth-inch line from the bathroom and bring it in, run it through, let's say, like a reverse osmosis to clean the water supply up, and it'll give you pristine humidity in your in your small walk-in humidor now our hs1 is truly one of the leading humidifiers out there i mean i think we've sold more of those than anybody else on the on the style like cat oh my god we we, we are looking right oh now it god, is a giant it is this is a real jet engine that is now made to be like a float it is it is a, it's actually an engine from a 747 that is incredible just the engine now and they put it on wheels and they got this guy driving this thing. 
Um, it, it, this is unbelievable. Uh, I need one of those. Uh, I think, Mark, don't you think I'd look good? And you know, that would oh, be a nice abso- little. Forget abso- a golf cart. That would be awesome. Absolutely. I, we're we're, we're going to tweet pictures of this. I just took some pictures, and actually, I see that uh, they've got uh, some charities involved. They've got uh, the United Way and the Red Cross. So uh, they got some other charities as well. Uh, but very cool. That is a very cool – you never know what you're going to see here. But let me go back to what we were talking about, Mark. One of the important things, when you do have – you mentioned that you can take any closet and you can turn it into a humidor. Many people – now, here in Florida, we do not have basements because of the water table. We're right. at sea level. Growing up in Buffalo, the one thing that I can tell you that I miss more than anything is a basement. Because you can finish out your basement. Captain Paul up in the Western New York Theater Absolutely. of Operations, he's got one of a custom-built cabinets from the Humidor store that he's got in his basement in his man cave, his alpha cave, and it is beautiful. Works out great. But you have to be cognizant of the temperature. And one of the things that I say is I highly advise that people living up north take a room in their basement because usually in the summer, it's around 65. Even on a 90, 100-degree day, it'll still maintain a 65-degree temperature. And even in the winter, it's cold, but it keeps. It just naturally stays around that 60, 65. But the key is if it's at 60 to 65, you have to have enough humidity to maintain that 70-degree, 70 70% uh, moisture content, the relative humidity of 70%. Absolutely. So your, think, your, your humidification device can now do that because I would assume there's a digital hygrometer attached. Absolutely. What we've done was a lot of the ultrasonic humidifiers. There's some fantastic products out there, but they were like $8,000. Well, we took the exact um, concept, really sized it down. The footprint on this new ultrasonic uh, uh, humidifier is only 12 inches long, 10 inches wide, and 12 inches tall. And it'll do a small room up to about 10 by 10 in square and say 10 foot ceilings and comes with a digital hygrometer automatically built in and you are good to go so remember you can control the temperature but you've got to make sure you've got enough humidity in there because ultimately lieutenants we want to keep a 14 percent moisture content in your cigars that is the number you want to achieve and to do that you need a relative humidity of 70 percent and relative humidity is a function of temperature and absolute humidity Absolutely. And the new product we're calling calling the HS3. HS stands for Humidor Store. The 3 is the third one that we invented here at the airport. And I'm telling you, it is, it's going to knock your socks off. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, that in person. I have not gotten my invitation to see that in your R&D laboratories Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. You'll, you'll see it in 30 days. I'll make sure you're the first one to see it. And uh, But it's going to be hit just like our HS1s. All right, Mark, uh, and you do custom work anywhere around the world. You can create uh, – and the nice thing about your walk-in humidors is that if somebody moves, they can take the humidor with them. Absolutely. It's all portable. Remember, it's put together with a simple bolt and a wing nut on it, and that's it. It's already been pre-assembled at the shop. All we're doing is we unassemble it, and then we package it, and we ship it to you. Custom-made, any size, any way. All made in Tampa, Florida. We've been in business for almost 50 years now. And uh, we guarantee our work. And uh, we have so many people that are happy. Give us the website, Mark. www.humidorstore.com. Or you're welcome to call us 1-800-HUMIDOR. Boy, that's easy to remember. 1-800-HUMIDOR? Absolutely. How'd you get that? Boy, you were early on to get that. We've been around a long time. That's right. So HumidorStore.com, 800-HUMIDOR. Mark Blanton of the Humidor Store, good friend of the Cigar Dave Show, and uh, as well as a fellow aviator, uh, owner of Atlantic Airlines. Absolutely. And I... 
Anybody within range, come to Sun and Fun. It is, I, a, I, it is the ultimate alpha male. And let me tell you what. There are cigars. There are babes everywhere. And it is, it is the place to be. And there's planes. And there's lots of Where lots there's of wings planes. and dames, I will be. You got it. All right. Mark Blatt of the Humidor Store Lieutenants. Hey, very quickly here before we take a short time out, want to uh, remind those of you that are members of our, of our Officers Club, our March 2014 selection has been a huge hit. It is the first time we ever... Uh, offered a cigar from Drew Estate. And I've got to tell you that uh, Jonathan Drew and his crew make phenomenal cigars. I'm going to be going to their factory uh, in the next uh, probably month or so. Brand new factory. But the Officers Club selection for March is the Muat, which stands for My Uzi Weighs a Ton. And this is a beautiful cigar. It's got a wonderful San Andrean a Negro wrapper, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade binder, some Brazilian Matafina filler along with some Nicaraguan fillers. It's rich. It's earthy. A lot of bright, sweet undertones. It is a huge, big, big Bringage cigar, but beautiful stick. And uh, they make tons of stuff. Everybody thinks of the acid and the natural and la, uh, uh, undercrown. Liga Pravada, but I'll tell you, this Muat, the Mayuzi weighs a ton, is a magnificent cigar. So, lieutenants, hope you're enjoying your March Officers Club. The April Officers Club selection is the Rocky Patel Platinum. You should have those in the next couple of weeks. Lieutenants, when we continue from the 2014 International, correction, Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, we'll be joined by Brittany McCulka of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You want to learn how to fly? Brittany will tell you the process. We'll make it easy for you as we continue from the Sun and Fun Air Show Lakeland, Florida. The Cigar Dave Officers Club ensures you have premium cigars each month. Picked by the general himself. Sign up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. To life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. We're back from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida, the 40th anniversary of this uh, magnificent air show, the second largest air show in the country. And uh, we're pleased to come to you from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association Pavilion. Their hospitality has been fantastic, and uh, not only uh, am I a a uh, cigar connoisseur and uh, an alpha male, but I'm also an aviator, and I've been a longtime member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. And it's my pleasure to welcome the uh, relatively new president, the only the fifth president in the 75-year history of the AOPA, Mark Baker. Mark, welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Thanks, David. It's great to be here with you. And thank you for your kind hospitality here from Sun and Fun. It's a great day outside, but it's nice to be a little shade, isn't it? Uh, it is. <laughs> but, you know, being a native, or, or not a native, but I've been in Florida now 25 years, originally from Buffalo, this is, like, beautiful. There's no humidity. I saw some people that were visiting from the north. They're like, oh, the humidity is horrible today. <laughs> I'm like, you have not seen humidity yet. Come back in July. <laughs> Come back in June, July. You got it right. Let me give you a little uh, – I want to, uh, lieutenants, uh, uh, give you a little uh, bio of Mark. Um, longtime general aviation pilot, 7,500 hours, longtime uh, a high-time pilot, fifth president in the 75-year history of AOPA, native of Minnesota. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, you're in your pilot certificate in your 20s, like many of us have. You've flown everything from seaplanes to turbines to helicopters. You hold numerous ratings, including a Cessna Citation 500 and 525 uh, type rating. But your favorite plane to fly is a Piper Super Cub equipped with float skis or wheels, depending on the season, I would say. That's correct. That's my favorite airplane. I've had that airplane for 25 years. And you still love to fly it. I still love to fly it. I've put over almost 2,000 hours on airplanes that I've had it. Well, I've got a Cirrus, but I'll take the Cessna citation. <laughs> uh, uh, let me, uh, prior to your appointment as the president of AOPA, you had an interesting career. You're the COO at Scott's Miracle Grow, the president and CEO of Gander Mountain Company. They're opening one in Tampa here in the next uh, month or so. And you were the former executive vice president and chief merchandising officer of the Home Depot. Yeah, that's great. So you've been uh, Atlanta. Uh, let me see. Scott's Miracle Grows in Columbus, correct? That's correct. And then where is Gander? Minnesota? Minnesota. Minnesota. And, and uh, tell us how you became a president of, how did you get from, from the retail business to uh, the uh, advocacy business? <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time in retail, by the way. I lived down here in Florida here with Scotty's uh, in the late 80s uh, as well, and then joined the big box gang and as that was filling out. But I started commuting a lot because we kept building these stores all around the country. I was one time named the president of the Midwest Division of the Home Depot in the middle 90s. And uh, it was not like a really cool job because there were no stores. So I had to get around with an airplane and pick out these locations in Cleveland and Cincinnati and Columbus and Detroit right. da, 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 and build all the retail team out. 
Uh, so I ended up using the aircraft a lot to make uh, decisions about where to locate stores and hire people. And I was on an airplane pretty much every day, six days a week. And that kind of time building kind of interested the people when they started looking at uh, somebody to run AOP that has a real passion for aviation. And I signed myself up to say, I'd be interested. You know, there's so many uh, issues. We're tight on time, and we're going to keep you over to the beginning of the next hour because uh, I want to get into this in depth. But, you know, when I look at it, there's two passions I have, uh, uh, aviation and cigars. And both are under attack by the government. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. The Obama administration is going after, on the aviation side, they want user fees, even though we already pay a tax on every gallon that's worked very simply. Uh, they want to enact a Canadian-style system. Sound familiar with another healthcare system? Uh, that basically would, uh, would add tremendous bureaucracy. And uh, we see a lot of the same issues. So I do want to talk about that. We're going to wrap it up, but I want you to stay right there, Mark, because I want to leave off uh, here and bring it up in the next hour because that's something very important that no matter what your passion is, you got to fight for what you believe in in Washington. That's absolutely right. NRA member for a long time. I get it. And I'm an NRA <laughs> member, so you get it. All right, Mark Baker, the president, new president of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. And, uh, lieutenants, even if you're not an aviation enthusiast, what Mark will have to say will resonate with you because if you're a member of the NRA, you're a member of the Cigar Rights of America, you know that all of our passions seem to be under attack. So we'll continue, lieutenants. We wrapped up hour number one from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show is coming your way next. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, we have our cigar in hand. No libations, because when you are walking the flight line or getting near airplanes, eight, hour, eight hours bottled to throttle. That is a very important rule. So we will not have any libations. We're just going to have some, uh, some non-alcoholic libations here. And as you can hear in the background, we are surrounded by airplanes. Those are the Blue Angels that you are hearing as we are coming to you today from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, the second largest air show in the country, Lakeland, Florida, right around midway, between, just west of uh, Orlando, just east of the Cigar City of Tampa. And we're originating today from the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association uh, Pavilion. And the weather is magnificent, great crowds, people enjoying themselves. And for those of us that are alpha males, we enjoy whether it's our alpha male pursuits, whether it's golf or whether it is hunting or whether it is aviation or cigars or sports, whatever the case may be, we have a passion for it. And what we're seeing here today are 
hundreds of thousands of people all week that have a passion for aviation. And I'm pleased to uh, welcome the uh, new president of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, Mark Baker. We had a short segment with Mark uh, uh, at the end of the last hour, but Mark, glad you could stay with us for an entire segment here. And I want to to pick up where we left off because you mentioned you're a member of the NRA, as am I. And I know many people that don't even hunt or shoot, but they say, you know what, I want to protect our constitutional rights. And with cigars, we've had to fight potential regulation from the FDA, uh, excessive taxation. There's a 53% excise tax on cigars. And when we look at aviation, I'm an aviation owner, I'm an aviation, I'm a pilot, uh, and I've watched this. There's something called user fees. Let me translate. That's excessive taxation. We pay Every gallon of fuel we buy, jet aviation fuel or avgas, we pay. There's a tax in there. Not good enough for this administration. They want to have user fees and create a bureaucracy like we have in Canada when our systems work just fine. That's right. That's right, David. You know, this system has been working for a long time, and, and fuel tax is the most fair because those that fly the most pay the most. Exactly. It's fine. And, you know, they don't really need to put another bureaucracy in place to try and track takeoffs and landings and send us a user fee for every time we want to go into the air. I unfortunately think it's a real compromise to safety as well. Right. Uh, they don't need to do it. This nanny government on times that just wants to manage our everyday activities is something that AOPA has been involved in since 1939 to make sure that the freedom to fly exists, making sure it's fun and safe. You know, you bring up an interesting point. We pay at the pump. So, for example, those of you that are uh, that drive cars, which is most everyone, you go to the the, uh, the, to, the, the gas station, you put the, uh, the pump in the tank, you know, it's 50 bucks to you know, to fill your tank or whatever the case may be, you don't get a separate bill from the IRS or the state saying, you owe this much because you've driven this. It's all in a seamless system, and it's worked for so many years. And, again, what we see now are government bureaucrats try to make our lives very complicated, when, when to me, it should be very simple. And so on the, on the user fee front, tell us what, uh, what you do. And I want to relate it to people that are just for, you know, aviators, but people who say, look, I'm an American that wants less government on my back. Much like uh, we talked about with the NRA and being a lifetime member of that, we model ourselves a little of that with the government advocacy side. We have 30 people up in the D.C. area that work night and day to try and either simplify regulations or stop what we call new regulations that keep coming into play here. User fees has been successfully battled back for years and years and years, but it comes again in this last administration's budget. Another new user fee way to look at aviation. So we spend a lot of time with Congress informing them about the, you know, the significance of aviation, the employment you know, aviation is still one of the number one or number two exports that we have. So here we are building products to be exported. And we're trying to put a bigger tax on it. Makes no sense. You know, uh, talking about uh, the jobs, the, the employers in aviation, you look at Kansas, huge state for aviation. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Cessna's there, Beechcraft, um, Hawker, Raytheon, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Learjet is, is in. They have a big shop there as well. And we had a president who basically went after all those evil people who used corporate jets or planes and what people don't have to remember is you have many businesses look at farms they use crop dusters they're not using jets they use a single engine airplane in many cases that's been in their farm and their family for 40 50 years that's an important business tool to spray their crops so aviation has a very important place and i always say it's amazing the president goes after people that have private planes or use uh, aviation, uh, private aviation, yet he doesn't seem to complain about having the best private <laughs> aircraft in the entire world. He's got the best corporate jet there is. Yeah, that's right. And you never see him worried about how many times he takes off or flies. So I, I think the story has to be, and you know this, and, and AOPA does a great job, the fact that 
people use this in your business. You said you were going with Home Depot when you were an executive uh, vice president with Home Depot. You were in charge of the Midwest. You couldn't do that on an airline. You can go to all those stores. And by the way, I don't know what we're hearing, if it's uh, the Blue Angels or uh, something else, a stealth bomber, but it's pretty loud, whatever it is. I think it's the Blue Angels. Hang on. <laughs> These are not sound effects. You can tell we're actually at an air show. There's no doubt about it, which makes it kind of cool. Actually, I can see it's one of the Blue Angels in the distance there, about 2,000 feet, making a hard left. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you couldn't do that when you were trying to to go into the Midwest and had to do site inspections for new stores. You couldn't do that on an airline. It would no. take you three weeks to do something that you could do taking a plane uh, maybe a week. It's really unfair that we don't call these things business tools as they really are. Right. And, if, you know, the investment tax credit, which benefited and put a lot of great people to work in Wichita, I mean, a lot of great people, continue to contribute to the economy by having them work versus now the investment tax credit's gone because they call it rich guy's tax. Uh, is really sad because, you know, these people know what they're doing. They're highly qualified. They're craftsmen and can put a lot of airplanes together. And it can be everything from just a little two-seat airplane to for training people that can be in right. the airlines, whatever it That's is. That's right. Investment tax credits were meaningful to help drive aviation activity. Today they're gone because they're labeled a bad thing. Do you remember the uh, – the, um Luxury tax about 20 years ago yes, when uh, I think it was Senator Ted Kennedy and I want to say George Mitchell of Maine were the two big proponents because they wanted to go after all those evil people that bought boats and fur coats and diamonds and uh, they enacted it and there was I think a 20% luxury tax on any new over a certain amount and what happened the boat building business in the home state of Massachusetts Ted Kennedy went belly up. It went under. Thousands of jobs. And I'll never forget Ted Kennedy and George Mitchell on the Senate floor almost in tears saying, we have to reverse this. This is a mistake. This has hurt the wrong people. And as typical with Washington legislation, they don't think it through. Who did it hurt? The the wealthy people that were buying those boats? No, it hurt the, the worker that's made 60, 70, 80 grand a year. It, it hurt the person who's got an ancillary business, maybe a dry cleaner or a, a supermarket. That's who it hurt. But you're exactly right. You know, these are great tech, technical people that can manufacture lots of great products. And for them to be called out as, you know, kind of evil activities, it's really unfortunate that uh, it's getting labeled that way. And I think that we've got to get people, in the, we're working really hard with Congress to get this thing back on track with these guys. And we've got right now the largest general aviation caucus in Congress. We've got over 230 members that listen to us first about aviation issues. So in many ways, we've been able to hold this thing back. But we obviously need all of our members' support. And, again, you know, all of our listeners can relate because whether, again, they're members of the NRA or the Cigar Rights of America or they're aircraft owners and pilots, it just it's a never-ending battle. It never ends, no matter what the administration. You've always got to be pressing the flesh. And uh, and I know that AOPA headquarters are in uh, Frederick, Maryland, right. just about uh, 40 minutes, 45 minutes northwest, a little bit longer maybe from Washington. But the good news is, Mark, is that um, every time you go into the office, you don't have to shower. But when you go into d- downtown D.C. <laughs> in the Capitol, not only do you have to shower, you have to get disinfected after going through that process on Capitol Hill. Well, unfortunately, it's a system we have to work with. That's because, right. But we do work really hard to yep. try and make sure we protect our members really you know their freedom to fly mark baker the president of the aircraft owners and pilots association convention is our guest here from the uh 2014 sun and fun international flying and expo where we're originating from today beautiful day mark let me ask you how many members does the aircraft owners and pilots association have we have over 350,000 members in the big group big biggest group in aviation that there is and what's amazing is 
and I want to make this very clear, it's not uh, the big jet pilots. We have many members yes. that, that belong, but the majority of members are the people that go out to a what they call a $100 hamburger. On Sunday, they take their Cessna or their Piper or their light sport aircraft, go somewhere and maybe have a pancake breakfast. That represents the majority. It's really a grassroots type organization. It's exactly right, Dave. We're a grassroots organization. We love coming to these air events and, and seeing our members. But they, you know, they spend a, a Saturday afternoon at the sure. airport typically, and they share stories or they take a little trip out for the $100 hamburger if they can find one. Uh, <laughs> it's more like 300 now, but uh, especially with the price of well, fuel, it's, it's Take tough. three guys with you, you're good. That's exactly right. Split it up. Uh, uh, let me ask you, because you did mention how you do have many members who uh, start out as uh, training, you know, Cessna 152 or maybe a Cessna 172 or another training aircraft. And many of these people will eventually become the airline pilots. In fact, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Captain Cy Emerus, who retired as the number two seniority captain, at U.S. Airways about uh, seven years ago flying the A330. First guy uh, at U.S. Air to fly the A330 taught everyone else. He started with a discovery flight in Miami. I think he told me in 19, I don't remember what we told him, 1959, 60, something like that, 61. Um, And then uh, got into the right seat of a DC-3, worked his way up and became number two on the seniority list. And again, he went to the Opelika Airport. Took a $25, $20 discovery flight, and the rest was history, became his vocation. Yeah, the, the, it's actually a wonderful thing. You know, there are things that we call Young Eagle Rides that we share with the EAA to get people out to the airport go for rides. I started going for a ride where it was a penny a pound when I had my first airplane ride in 1965. Good old days. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more than that today. But, you know, I think people are also sometimes surprised. You can get into a 152 Cessna. It burns five gallons an hour. Right. So even at 4 or $5, it's $20, $25 an hour to fly an airplane like that. And it'll take you across the whole country. And we're across from uh, Arion Aircraft. They build light sport aircraft. And uh, these are amazing. We're seeing a lot of these ultralights and light sport aircraft that have brought the price down and opened up a whole new variety of potential pilots with a different licensing classification. That's right. You know, these light sport aircraft are getting new people into the aviation game. They find out they can do it for three, four gallons an hour in some of these things. That's a little burning. Three, four gallons, and you're doing 90 to 100 miles an hour. Right. In fact, I just uh, read an announcement that one of the manufacturers, an Italian manufacturer, is going to be assembling in uh, Sebring, just uh, a little bit east of here in uh, in Lakeland. Well, Florida is a is a real hot spot for light sport aircraft. You know, they have the big yep. show down in Sebring right. every spring, and there are a number of pop-up, kind of call it, uh, startup companies down here that are terrific. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think Florida is the number one state for uh, aircraft training in the country. That's correct. And, the, uh, in fact, uh, Governor Rick Scott, who understands about aviation, he was here yesterday walking the grounds. That's right. And uh, he understands the importance. And, in fact, I understand there's a big announcement going to be made with, I believe, something to do with aviation. They've kept it under wraps, but the Senate just approved some um, some funding, and uh, there's going to be a big announcement in the next couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing well, what that is. It would be great to see what it is. Yeah. You know, we had a great announcement yesterday with the FAA finally on, on the third-class medical, which many of you know for private pilots, they have to take a medical every two years. And it looks like they're going to start finally listening to us, us and EAA, about saying really for a third-class medical, we really don't need it. A driver's license should be able to work for a 180 horsepower, four-seat little airplane. You don't need a medical to go get drive your motorhome down the road towing your Jeep. Right. Why do you have to go with that with a little airplane? And finally, the FAA responded yesterday after two years and said we're going to start working on it. Two years. Again, everything does not move quickly in Washington, especially with the FAA. Uh, let me ask you, Mark, what other issues do uh, does the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association face, uh, whether it's taxation, whether it's 
barriers to entrance for potential student pilots, uh, uh, restricted flying in certain when certain government officials are are in the area. What what other uh, important issues uh, do your members face? Well, exactly. One of the ones that's really bothering us lately, and I've got an appointment to meet the uh, new head of the Department of Homeland Security. You know, they're actually monitoring all of our flights, and there've been over 50 incidences where they've followed aircraft in with Black Hawk helicopters. Got black uh, suburbans meeting these pilots at the airport and asking them to go through all their paperwork. Why are they? Why were they going cross country VFR and not talking to anybody? And I want to I want to say VFR for those of you that aren't pilots is visual flight rules. That's right. Which is the the first license you get. Basically, if you can see outside, you can fly. Then there's what's called an uh, IFR instrument uh, flight rules and instrument rating. But the majority of your members are of AOPA members are visual That's v- right. VFR pilots. We have, we have both ones that fly both. But the important point here is that. Why is Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, not even close to the border, by the way. These are not border-crossing right. flights. These are just going across country and zero suspicion, stopping aviators, which I think of ourselves as the canary in the coal mine. But they could pull over your Suburban and say, why were you going down the road? Right. Why are they doing that to aircraft? Right. And, and they haven't broken any laws. Nothing. Or regulations. Zero. zero. And in many cases, I've read some instances, they were in touch with air traffic control the entire way. That's right. They were getting what's called flight following. So you're on, you're, the, the controllers can see you, you're talking to them, you land. And there's been a number of things where they literally pull these airplanes apart and they Thoughts. could never get any answers. So what is going on with that? Because to me, that is an absolute intrusion uh, under our constitutional rights of seizure, search Absolutely. and seizure. Absolutely. We're all interested in security and safety in this country. But that's what you have the judicial branch for. If you need a warrant, go get one. You don't have the right just to pull people over with zero suspicion in this country. You're innocent until proven guilty. And this, for whatever reason, this agency has taken it on themselves to become the air, air police. We don't need it. And, and uh, how the uh, efforts on that with uh, Homeland Security? Have you made some headway? I am making headway. I finally got the appointment to meet the top guy at Homeland Security and say, you know, this is going to be unacceptable. We've now got Congress and the Senate right. asking to have Freedom of Information Act. Why are they doing this? Right. And we should say that, that many members are pilots. That's right. In fact, um, the senator from Oklahoma, who I know, uh, Inhofe. Inhofe, who uh, accidentally landed at an incorrect airport. That happens. Never with me, but it happens. It even happens with the airlines. With the airlines, that's right. (laughs) However, uh, he introduced legislation because the process that he he witnessed firsthand, the bureaucratic uh, process, and he introduced legislation that uh, would change a number of procedures. And we have, uh, just like we have uh, cigar-friendly senators and congressmen and women, same thing with uh, aviators. Many of them are pilots themselves that come to these air shows. That's right. Now, we've got Congressman uh, uh, Graves and Graves, and will be here tomorrow, Saturday. And uh, he's really a big aviator, flies his old World War II T-6. But he's been very helpful pushing these issues through, particularly when you have a bunch of people that don't understand aviation. You know, there's a number of people at the top of the FAA that don't even fly. A big percentage of them, unfortunately. Exactly. They, they, to me, it's like, would you uh, have somebody uh, uh, heading the... Uh, uh, a medical school that wasn't a physician. Exactly. I think you'd want to know. You, you know, you, you wouldn't go to a. I say you wouldn't go to a chiropractor for brain surgery. Right. And I think it's the same thing. I think that it's almost uh, unconscionable that they put non-aviation related personnel in key FAA positions. Okay. Makes no sense. Mark Baker, the new president and fifth president in the history of the uh, Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Appreciate you being our guest. Appreciate the wonderful hospitality. And as a AOPA member, keep up the fight. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Mark Baker, uh, lieutenants, and we will continue here front and center from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. Still much to get to, lieutenants. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. And you'll see many of these pictures we're talking about today on the show at Cigar Dave.com. We'll continue right around the corner. Do you want to smoke the same cigars the General does during the show? See past cigar and libation selections anytime 
at CigarDave.com. If you love modern, full-bodied cigars, you must try the new Nicaraguan Puro from Romeo e Julieta. It's called RYJ, and it has critics raving. What makes it so special? Nicaraguan magic. Nicaragua is a mystical land with a magical climate for cultivating tobacco. The tropical sun filtered by billowy clouds, the soft rain, the diverse soils, all combine to produce tobaccos unmatched for strength and flavor. Handmade by skilled artisans, RYJ features a rare Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa wrapper, Available only to the makers of RYJ, a unique double binder of Nicaraguan Jalapa and Esteli tobaccos, and a savory blend of select Nicaraguan fillers and body and complexity, spicy and intense. These leaves are unequaled for both deep, rich flavor and subtle nuances. Taste the magic today with RYJ, the bold new Nicaraguan Puro by Romeo e Julieta. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar-making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Like a mighty oak standing in the face of gale force winds of political correctness, it's the General Cigar Dave. Back from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida, right between Orlando and the Cigar City of Tampa. What a magnificent day. Now it's probably about 80 degrees, sunny, 
just a perfect day to be able to walk the grounds and and uh, take in all this aviation, enjoying my cigar. And I just found out that uh, Mark Baker, the president of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, who uh, was our, our guest on the first segment, was just telling us about his humidor during the break. So, of course, we gave him the Officers Club selection from a few months ago, some La Gloria Cubana Estelis, which you can never go wrong with. want to uh, just spend the next couple of minutes here before we take a timeout talking about a couple of uh, cigars to be on the lookout for. I mentioned I was down uh, visiting Rocky a few weeks ago. Rocky, every year for his birthday, comes out with a special uh, cigar. Now, Rocky's birthday is the day after mine. He's uh, February 26th. And so it's easy to remember his birthday. But every year they come out with a special limited edition cigar. This year they're coming out with the Rocky Patel 2 XXVI. So it's the 226 in Roman numerals. Uh, one of Rocky's favorite personal blends made down at Tavacusa and Esteli, Nicaragua. Beautiful cigar uh, that uh, just has a, they haven't released the blend details, but it's a lot of flavor. A lot of smoothness, a lot of balance, a lot of spice, which is what Rocky likes. Three sizes, a Robusto going for $12.95, a Robusto Grande for $13.50, and a Toro for $13.95. And a little different blend than last year, only a 1,000 boxes. Beautiful white and orange box with a little silver, and orange is Rocky's favorite color. I always tease him because being a Syracuse orange man, orange is one of my favorite colors as well. The April selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is Rocky Patel Platinum. It's easy to join. Go to CigarDave.com for details. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand Arriving as a wussified beta male Departing as a certified alpha male. Cigar Dave, mission accomplished. 
fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. Well, speaking of Fly Me to the Moon, two you things that are appropriate. Number one, earlier at the 2014 Sun and Fun Fly-In and Expo here in Lakeland, Florida, right between the Cigar City of Tampa and Orlando, had a chance to meet Buzz Aldrin, the famed astronaut. And, uh, geez, Buzz has probably got to be, uh, I would say, in his mid uh, to late 70s, but uh, looks good. And I, I remember uh, when I was a kid, the Apollo astronauts, the lunar astronauts, were mythical gods to me. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to emulate them. I even made my mother go out and buy Tang because that's what the astronauts bought. And if the astronauts drank it, it was good enough for me. And I remember my mother saying, there's all this sugar. Your regular orange juice is better. And I'm like, Mom, the astronauts, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, Ed Collins, all drink Tang. If they're drinking Tang, I'm drinking Tang. And by the way, I just received word from Sergeant Steve. Buzz is 84 and uh, looks very spry, looks good. And again, uh, pleasure to meet a uh, legend. And the other reason we played Fly Me to the Moon is because uh, the fly com uh, component. Now, if you learn how to fly, chances are you're not going to fly to the moon, but you're going to be able to fly to some very cool places and do some cool things from, uh, from the air. And I want to welcome Brittany Michalka, who is the Senior Manager of Pilot Community Development for the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Uh, she's basically in charge of a couple of things. One, uh, attracting new potential pilots uh, to, the, uh, to flying, to the, the hobby of flying, and also re-engage pilots uh, who maybe have not flown in a while, maybe they're not current, they've, uh, they haven't kept any of their ratings current, and uh, they've got the Rusty Pilots Program. She, she oversees that. She's a certified flight instructor, a certified flight instrument instructor. I could do my biennial with you, Brittany. Yeah, you sure can. I, I could do that. Ready to fly single and multi-engine aircraft. Also have your uh, commercial pilot rating. Graduate of the University of Illinois. You're a fighting Illini. Illini, yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. And uh, uh, I think you... Probably uh, just like me, both that uh, we both share that same passion for aviation. Uh, how did you get introduced into flying? I think it was at air shows just like this. Uh, you know, seeing the Blue Angels fly by and feeling the roar of their engines as you go. I mean, how can you not love that? And how can you not want to do that? So uh, I didn't have any pilots in my family. I think it was just coming out to things like this, looking at the airplanes and wanting to fly them. At what age did you get your pilot's license? I got it in college, okay. so I was uh, 18. Very good. Yeah. And uh, at the University of Illinois? Yep. Or did you major in aviation uh, at, at, at the University of Illinois? I did. Aviation Human Factors. Avi and what is Aviation Human Factors? You know, I like to say it's a little mix of uh, ergonomics, engineering, and just good old common sense. Um, but basically all that wrapped up into designing aircraft, designing safety programs, um, cockpit resource management, things like that. A lot of safety-oriented um, parts of that major. So basically, when you, when you graduated, you were uh, you could go to work for an aircraft manufacturer? A manufacturer, uh, uh, go do research. Okay. With that, I had all my pilot certificates by then, so if I wanted to go fly for the regionals, I could do that. But you didn't. But I didn't. I, uh, I came to the place where aviation is always fun and where it's always going to be fun, and that's general aviation. And, right. and I'm so glad I'm here at AOPA. And how long have you been uh, with AOPA? It'll be eight years in July. And what did you start there as? I started there as uh, a pilot information center specialist. So On any the phones, AOPA right? member can call and I ask I may have us. spoken to you. 
Probably. You yeah. can ask any question, and we will know the answer, or we will find it for you. So that's right. That's a, it's a really fun way to to start at AOPA. It's uh, never a dull day. <laughs> yes, and uh, but I would tell you that as a member, I've used their services many times, and uh, their folks are great. They really are very responsive. And I think when people are a member of an organization, they're paying their dues. I mean, I know I think I pay $39 dues, and then there's the legal um, fund that if you ever have any legal issues yep. with the FAA, there's another 30 bucks. But for whatever I pay, $70, $80, I get uh, two great publications every month. They, the response is phenomenal. You get well in excess of the value you pay. So that's a tribute to you, your rest of the, your, your team, as well as uh, Mark Baker, the new president, because everything Thank really you. runs very smoothly. And I'm looking at all the members coming in here and seeing the different uh, areas. You've got member services, pilot protection services. You've got flight training over here, flight planning. So there's something for everyone. Let's talk about uh, people who are interested in flying. Many of our listeners are, not many, most all are alpha males. They love, whether it's their cigars, playing golf, uh, their diversions, whether it's boats, planes, cars. Many people, I'm sure, have thought, boy, you know, it must be pretty cool to fly. Where do I start? How do I learn to fly? So why don't we answer that question, Brittany? Yeah, I would love to. I think the easiest thing is if you know where your local airport is, head on out there and uh, see if there's some pilots out, a hangar open. We'd love to talk to you about it. Um, if you want to go search online, AOPA has lots of great resources for learning to fly, a flight school database. So maybe if you don't know where your local airport is, and it's not necessarily your big commercial airport, a smaller one, and um, figure out where that is and go check them out. And typically for $99, you can go do a discovery flight. And on that discovery flight, we're going to take you flying and actually let you fly. So that's the best way to get hooked and get involved. That's what I did. Uh, I remember back uh, uh, back in college, uh, same thing. Got the discovery flight in a Cessna 152. And after I got my private license, I said I will never, ever go in a Cessna 152 again, that little <laughs> two-seater. And I'm pleased to tell you that all these years later, I have never been back in a Cessna 152. But when I do fly somewhere with my plane somewhere and I, I see a 152, I always take my friends over and I say, See that airplane? Let's go walk over. I said, that's the plane I learned. And they're like, you're kidding me, right? Smaller than your car. <laughs> it is really small. And uh, it's not, a, I think it's a 110 horsepower engine. I think your lawnmower's got more power than that. Yeah. But true. nonetheless, many people who have uh, gone on to aviation careers and flying 747s, that's how they started. And it's the same way. So the first thing is go to AOPA.org. Yes. And do you have to be a member to be able to research that, uh, that where to learn how to fly? No, certainly not. We want everyone to have easy access to that. So there is right on the homepage a big button that says learn to fly. And from there, you know, it gives you some resources on what to look for, uh, what it all entails, and gives you that uh, search function to find a flight school near you. Beautiful. So uh, people take a discovery flight. And let's talk about the first rating. There's a couple of things now. There's, I know there's a private pilot's license. That's where I started. But there's another newer rating who people call a, it was a sport pilot, a recreational pilot. Uh, there's actually both. The newer one is the light sport. Light sport. The really neat thing about that is you actually, it's a little less time requirement as far as training. Uh, but you also don't have to go through the medical certification. If you are good to drive and you have a good driver's license, you can fly under light sport. Now, let's talk, what is a light sport aircraft? What is the legal definition of a light sport aircraft? Uh, light sport aircraft are a little bit uh, smaller in weight, so actually even a little bit uh, less than a Cessna 150. That's light. Uh, 1360, I think, is the magic number as far as weight there. Right. They will only have two seats, so that would be you, the pilot, and a passenger. You can't take anyone else. 
uh, and you're restricted from flying just in the daytime, no nighttime flying. But uh, you can go anywhere. Is there a restriction in terms of limitation 50 miles, but you can go anywhere? There's really not. Once you, with a flight instructor, have gone into an airspace that has a control tower with air traffic control, right. and we know you can fly in there, you're good. So from then on, you know, as far as you want, you want to fly from uh, East Coast to West Coast, you can do it. Okay. Then the next thing is a recre re recreational pilot certificate. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that differ from a light sport? It's a little bit different, and that one's been around a, a little bit longer and doesn't seem quite as uh, popular. Usually, if you're doing that, you might as well continue on to a uh, private certificate, but it's still a really great start in the door. Again, a little less hours than that 40 minimum required for your private certificate. Um, with recreational, though, you are restricted uh, to a little bit more of a radius from where you're learning to fly. Yeah, isn't it 50, 50 miles? 50, yeah, 50 50 so you miles. really can't take it to cross country. So if somebody lives, uh, for example, I live in the cigar city of Tampa, you couldn't go farther than probably just a little bit east of Lakeland. You couldn't go to Orlando because that's more than 50 nautical miles. Right. You'd have to get some additional training, things like that. So and, and you do need the medical certificate. So sometimes, um, you know, that might be an issue. Right. Now, talking about the private pilot certificate, which is what most people are still getting, um, let's talk about the requirements, what that entails, and what you can do once you have a private pilot certificate. Once you have a private pilot certificate, you really can do anything. You want to fly into Canada, you want to fly into Mexico. Um, as long as you're flying for yourself and not trying to charge for it, you can do anything with the private pilot certificate. Um, the only thing really you won't do and perhaps feel a little restricted by is um, flying into clouds or some bad weather, but that's just the next step. That's, uh, you know, your your next add-on is a And even pilot. when you have an instrument rating, which I do, that doesn't give you a license to go into bad weather, as well, we all know. that is true. That yeah. is true, but it, uh, at least clouds. Clouds, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Although the summer, uh, when you go into some of the uh, cumulonimbus clouds in the summer or towering cumulus, that is not a fun ride here in Florida in the summer. I don't care. Uh, if you've had a big lunch, too. Oh, little, boy, I'll uh, tell you what. That, that'll get, <laughs> I had a friend, they go, boy, those clouds look so nice. We should go through it. I said, you don't want to go through it. They go, why not? I said, that would give you the ride of your life. That would be like an amusement park. And this thing was really towering and growing quickly. Oh, so yeah. even the jet uh, airliners don't want to go through those. But private pilot certificate. Uh, what are the requirements in terms of flight instruction, in terms of class instruction? What tests do you have to pass? Uh, in general, you uh, to, to take your test, um, you'll do three tests at the end. You'll do a written test or the knowledge test. It's just on the computer, 60 questions. You answer things about airspace, regulations, and it's multiple choice. So that's the first thing. And then uh, when you're ready, you've met all the flight time requirements, you'll actually go do an oral exam with a flight uh, designated pilot examiner. So you'll sit across the table just like we are, and right. they'll ask you questions about flying. And usually that's pretty nice, uh, not too hard. They just want to make sure you know what you're doing when you're out there. But you will cover the whole gamut from airspace, weight and balance, uh, weather. Um, and once they feel that you're good, about what you're talking about on the ground. You'll go up in the airplane with those with that examiner and show them certain maneuvers and just show that you're a safe pilot and you're ready to fly by yourself and won't get lost. And after that, they'll give you your temporary certificate. And you need uh, a minimum, if I'm not mistaken, of what is it, 20 hours of uh, dual instruction? It's a minimum of uh, 40 hours. 40 hours actually, of dual yeah. instruction? Yeah, or I'm sorry, you're right. 20 dual, 40 total. 40 total. Yeah, and some of that is solo cross-country time, right. solo time. And, and I remember when I was taking my private pilot's license, uh, 
studying and, and taking the uh, flying portion, I said to my flight instructor, well, how many hours, you know, do I need till I get the license? And he said, you'll get the license when I say you're ready to get it. <laughs> and he said, you'll know. That's and, right. and I remember, and I said, you know what, that makes sense. I said, I don't want to go up just because it says legally after 10 hours you can solo. Right. And, uh, and there were certain things that I wanted to work on, and I told him. And all of a sudden, I think uh, maybe about 16 hours, 17 hours in, we landed, and he said, I right, uh, pull up uh, over here, but don't get out. Turn off the engine. He said, give me your logbook. Signed, he goes, great. Go do three touch and goes. You're going to solo. And uh, it was kind of a weird feeling not having a, a, an instructor to my right side there. Oh, yeah. But it was very odd, and then, uh, and then you kind of get used to it. But there's, you know, something I think that, that many people think of is, okay, it says 40 hours, but most people right. it takes 60, 70. And what I tell people also, and I, I'm sure, uh, Brittany, you'd agree, is that you don't want to start and stop because everything builds on everything. You know, every lesson builds on something else. So if you can take in the summer and say, great, I'm going to fly two times a week or three times, and over the next three months I'm going to bang this out and I'm going to follow the logical steps, that's a better way than saying, ah, maybe I'll fly once this week, another time in three weeks. It's a very difficult process unless you commit to it and say, I'm going to go through it. Oh, yeah, exactly. You need that muscle memory. You don't want to have to feel like you're relearning something that you learned last week. Uh, So if you can get in the airplane and fly a couple times a week, if you can even fly, you know, every day that week and you really set this time aside, you'll finish faster than if you try to space it out. And one of the... uh uh, programs you also oversee is the uh, AOPA Rusty Pilots Program. Very quickly, how does that work for pilots that maybe haven't flown in a long time? How do you re-engage them? It, it's um, a program where we get pilots, Rusty Pilots, who uh, haven't flown in a while to just come out to the airport. We really want them to be at the airport so they can hear the airplanes, you know, smell the jet fuel, and just really be excited by that. And uh, we just do a general review. I think people, when you haven't flown in a while, your confidence goes faster than you might expect Um, but once you're back out at the airport and talking airplanes talking airspace it's just you know comes back so quickly and rusty pilots is all about making that access back to the airport easy so we want to give you the seminar give you the education and help you finish that flight review and i would suggest to uh, any of our lieutenants that are listening if you're interested in aviation go to a local general aviation airport a training center just hang out exactly hang out talk to the pilots talk to the students talk to the the instructors you'll find that they're a very uh, welcoming group and and i always say two things you mentioned about the smell of jet fuel Two, two sayings I have. There's nothing like the smell of a cigar in the morning, and there's nothing like the smell of jet fuel on the tarmac. That's right. Two of my favorite aromas. You can't go wrong with Brittany <laughs> Michalka, Senior Manager of Pilot Community Development for the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. I appreciate you joining us today and providing us uh, that info. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. I see some people that want to sign up, by the way, for private lessons, so you can go recruit them. I'm going to go get them. There you go. All right, lieutenants, uh, we will – a couple other items that I want to get to here. Uh, We've got one segment to go from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo in Lakeland. And I've got to tell you, if you are listening to us uh, in Tampa or in Orlando – uh, you want to come out, they're still open, I think, till about 5, 6 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow, Sunday, they will be here all day from 9 in the morning till 6. The Blue uh, Angels uh, uh, will be performing great other aerobatics. Cool to walk the flight line. It's a great way to spend a day or two uh, just being able to absorb aviation, great weather, and uh, being surrounded uh, in a wonderful uh, atmosphere. So, Lieutenants, the final and concluding segment of this special edition from the Sun and Fun Air Show is next. 
Not sure what libation to pair with your cigar? Now at CigarDave.com, you can see what your five-star general pairs together each week for the show. Excellence endures even as taste and fashions change. In the world of luxury cigars, the bold new H. Upman Legacy embodies this legendary brand's true excellence in a stylish contemporary cigar. To smoke an H. Upman Legacy is to experience a modern legacy, a modern legacy that begins with select leaves from the excellent 2008 vintage, leaves cultivated from seeds prized by growers for generations. A dark mountain-grown Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper highlights the robust blend. Flawless craftsmanship and H. Upman Hallmark is evident in Legacy. Created by the loving hands of dedicated artisans, Legacy is a vibrant, complex, fuller-bodied smoke favored by today's connoisseur. Experience a modern Legacy, H. Upman Legacy, true excellence in a cigar crafted for today. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Percent USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the general cigar day. All right, last remaining moments. I want to tell you about a couple of items talking about USDA. Uh, baseball fans celebrated the start of the 2014 season in many major league ballparks, and they were introduced to many new food offerings. Let me give you a couple of examples, and they are. In many cases, they have sold out because of their popularity. Uh, first, let's go to, by the way, before I even tell you about the, the two different food products that were sold out, baseball fans this year will eat an estimated 21 million hot dogs at games this year and 5.5 million sausages. So between both of those, almost 27 million cylindrical tubes of meat product. That is a beautiful thing. In Texas, at the ballpark at Arlington, they introduced a new food item this year. It is bacon on a stick. 
It is smoked bacon put on a stick, dipped in maple syrup, sells for 7 bucks. I'm looking at a guy eating this thing, and it looks very appetizing, I have to tell you. Well, the Texas Rangers purveyor of food thought they would probably sell 600 of them. They had 600 available on opening day, all gone, sold out. They have announced that they will make many more for future games because it was such a popular item. This is an interesting-looking concoction. In Arizona, the Diamondbacks have come up with a very extreme-looking hot dog. It is their D-Bat dog. It is an 18-inch corn dog stuffed with the essential nutrients every alpha needs. Bacon, cheese, and jalapenos. It serves served with fries, 25 bucks. Fans did not have a problem with the price tag or the beastliness of the corn dog because they sold out of those as well. So the bacon on a stick and the D-Bat 18-inch corn dog stuffed with bacon, cheese, jalapenos with fries gone as well. Next week when I have a little bit more time, there was a new study that was released talking about uh, how vegetarians are less healthy and have a lower quality of life than meat eaters. I want to talk about that when I have more time and also a study which has shown that people that that uh, work out excessively, like long-distance runners, live less than people who exercise in moderation. What do I always say? Everything in moderation. If you want to have one of these D-Bat dogs, 18-inch corn dogs, go ahead, have one every now and then. Doesn't mean you have one for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same thing with the bacon on a stick, although I have to tell you that maple sounds so appetizing right now. I'm like, I'm salivating thinking about that. The one thing about maple, I will tell you that, that, brings a negative connotation in my mind is the crown royale maple i thought that they were going to age that crown royale in some maple casks but instead it's like they just took aunt jemima or log cabin pancake syrup maple syrup and just poured it into the crown royale does not do it justice but next week i want to talk about this interesting story that vegetarians a study shows that uh, vegetarians are less healthy have a lower lifespan less of a lifespan than meat eaters than carnivores and as the founding member of PETA people eating tasty animals this will go miles into saying that people on a regular occasion again in moderation should enjoy some fine meat products hey last thing here before we wrap it up from the 2014 Sun and Fun Delta retired their last DC-9 the oldest plane in their fleet goes back to when it was Northwest Airlines and pilots that have flown that plane including Captain Sai and Captain Eric my good buddies always say general of all the planes we've flown, whether it's a 767, the A330, the 727, the DC-9 was their favorite airplane to fly in. When they retire an airplane and take it out to the Mojave Desert, there's something quite sad about that because uh, you hate to see a bird grounded. Lieutenants, we have had a great time here from the 2014 Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, Lakeland, Florida. I'm now going to walk around the uh, flight line, and hopefully I'll run into more enemies of pleasure, and I will make sure that I spread the cigar gospel and pleasure around the airfield. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delicate Show, always pleasure. Time for me to fly.